It's Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Andrea Sesson, your Toronto's host for Canada's podcast. I'm here with Sveta Bregui. She is an entrepreneur. She's the CEO and founder of Teach and Do. Sveta, welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me, Andrea. We're very excited to have you today, and especially at a time like this, where it's unfortunate we're doing this interview in the midst of uh, COVID-19 global pandemic, which has affected a lot of businesses. Um, It's affected a lot of uh, employees as well. A lot of people are losing their jobs. We'll be looking for, uh, you know, second career, uh, new jobs. So uh, please, I would love to hear, and I'm, I'm sure our viewers and listeners would love to hear about who you are and what you do and how you got started. Absolutely. So um, my name is Sweta Regmi, and I am a CEO and founder of I Teach and Do, and I work as a career consultant through my company. So I used to be in hiring world, corporate world for more than, you know, 15 years. But out of that, I was managing the team uh, for like almost uh, 12 years. And uh, guess what? I got laid off after 12 years. That's when it hit me. And I completely get you, whoever is watching right now. And if you just happen to um, have that moment of, okay, why me? I, I was there. And it was really tough for me as a job seeker. Here I, here I was from recruiting world. I used to interview people. I used to scan resumes and everything. Now the tables were turned towards me and it was really hard. At first I thought, you know what? I will get the job tomorrow. They need me more than I need them. But did that happen? Absolutely not. That's when I got the taste of it. My ego were really, really high. And when I became a job seeker, my self-confidence and self-esteem became very, very low. And I started strategizing it. Why is it not working for me? So I put the plan together during the job search and it all worked out after I started investing in myself. I hired coach and I hired consultant and I figured it out. Imagine I was in that world. I had no problem with the networking nothing like that and plus I moved from Toronto to Sudbury the smaller city where I had to start from scratch it was very hard for me but I eventually got the job I wouldn't say it was a dream role but I was actually targeting the title right and that's all we do and then I figured you know what it's not for me corporate world's not for me at all and then I quit I resigned and I went back to the teaching do teaching do was founded five years ago but I would just you know, putting it as a side hustle. I was not charging people. I was just making an impact by helping them out, making a resume, interviews, whatnot within the community, especially the immigrant community. But then I saw it as it's a huge, huge deal for people to get a job out here. So then I started, okay, screw all of this. I'm going to go and make an impact to the world. I'm done making billions for a corporate company and I just gave everything I had, good roles and everything, and I started teaching you full-time. So full-time, and you've been doing it full-time ever since for how many years now? Seven years? Full-time, it's been potentially from last year only. So I was doing a part-time. I, it was a side hustle for me. So I literally gave up everything last year. You you come and we've seen this a lot with uh, some of the entrepreneurs we interview where they come from a corporate world and they start their businesses as a side hustle. And I actually did an article uh, on this recently where they started as a side hustle and then it turns into a full time gig. 
So do you suggest for any aspiring entrepreneurs to do that? Or based on your experience, would you advise them to go in it full time right away? I would absolutely suggest anyone who wants to go um, in, in that world of entrepreneurship, just give it a try, test it out if there's a market and if you feel passionate about it, right? Just because you see something out there, that does not mean that you're going to love it. I loved what I did and I wanted to make an impact, right? Help people out. And I felt it as, okay, well, this is a time for me. I'm done impacting all those people in the corporate world. I'd rather do it from my own company. So I tested it out. It worked for me. And I had knowledge as well. I had those knowledge from the corporate world. Wonderful. So would you say that you're wired differently as an entrepreneur? You know, we, we hear uh, often this being discussed. Are you born to be an entrepreneur? Is this something you're born with? Or do you think you, is this something that you sort of became? I honestly, I am one of those entrepreneurs who just accidentally became an entrepreneur, right? So I think, and I, I wouldn't an entrepreneur by accident. Yes, I was. Everyone pretty much saw me as, okay, you, you need to do business because you're so committed to like, you know, helping people out and you're so passionate about it in the community, you know, whether it's fundraising or doing the charity work, whatever it is, I was very involved on it. And I, 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 I just loved doing that. And people saw me as entrepreneur, but I never believed it. I, I said, you know what? This is something I love. I, I, I would love to do that one day, right? But I had no idea I'd be doing a career coaching. So when I became a job seeker, that's when I decided this is it. If I had a problem, you know, um, can you imagine people who are lost? I was lost. And I thought this is, I, they need to know, like, you know, how, like, you know, you go from having no clue to having like all those plans and strategies. So I'm not going to keep it to myself. I'm going to share it. And that's how I started sharing. And then that's how I started. Okay, this is it. I'm going to go back. So accidentally, um, I think blessing in disguise for me was being laid off. Absolutely. First, you know, it was it was kind of like, oh my God, why me? Then I started volunteering. I traveled. I backpacked and everything. And that gave me the reason of what am I doing in a corporate world? I can do something better than this. And that's what that's how I started and strategized and tested the water out there. So uh, I think a lot of people that are in the situation today, especially um, with COVID-19 effects that we're seeing and being laid off, uh, who are thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or starting their own business, do you think this is the right time? Is there a right time? And is there any sort of advice that you could give them if they're not job seekers? And this is specifically for entrepreneurs. Absolutely. So I believe in if you have a passion, anyone out there, if you have a passion of helping people out and making an impact to others, um, others, um, that's what I believe entrepreneurship should be. And um, everyone should be looking it out as helping. Plus, at, at the, on the side, you know, paying your bills as well at the same time, right? You, you, you got to survive as well. So if you believe in yourself and you know that you can make an impact, I don't think that there should be any time recessions, depression doesn't really matter. As a matter of fact, a lot of companies like Uber and WhatsApp and other companies actually were launched during the recession time. And look where they are. Because they they came up with the innovative ideas, right? That no one saw. Like, you know, everyone pretty much thought that, oh, Uber, like who's going to deal with this? And WhatsApp, everyone is on that right now, right? So there are a lot of companies. It's very true what you're saying because a lot of companies, successful ones, will find ways to innovate, especially at hard times like this. 
they, they'll find ways to innovate and win the market over. That's a very good point. Especially on this, you know, on, you know, I know that you, you have university yourself as well, right? And you target like, you know, pretty much specialized area. And I think this is the time they need us, you know, anything related with the coaching, you know, this is exactly the time the people need us and we need to make an impact to their life, their life. And that's what I think I believe in. And anyone who's looking for, um, well, this is not for me. Um, this is not the right uh, time. I really want them to think about it and see, you know what, probably this is the right time. They need you more than ever. I agree. And I've seen you, you have such a large network um, on social media. And that's how we originally connected as well is uh, because I saw the impact you're making. And you have something like 40,000 followers on LinkedIn. Uh, and for those uh, that are on LinkedIn, they know how hard it is to win the market over because you're dealing with professionals, uh, educated people. Um, so it is very hard to win that market over uh, and have the followers and especially uh, uh, 40,000 followers. I mean, Sweda, wh what are you doing? What's your secret? <laughs> advice, advice for entrepreneurs out there uh, in, in terms of, you know, um, how, how do you engage with your audience? You know, um, for a lot of those who do not know, like, you know, my teaching duo offers personal branding courses as well. And that's exactly what I did when I was a job seeker. When I wanted to go out there and get my name out there, I had a strategy, right? So uh, first strategies was, you know, planting it and defining your niche, like whether you're a job seeker or business. So when I was a job seeker, it worked for me. I built my personal brand. I was not active in LinkedIn. I was a lurker. I would not engage, right? But I still have some kind of strategy. So people who knew me, knew me as, you know what? Um, she does a lot of charity work. She, she's heavily involved in community. And that was my impression within the community, within LinkedIn as well. I used to share those. And that was part of my strategies because I wanted to go and commit myself in a community and I wanted people to know me as, you know what, she loves to give back, right? And then I would boast about it. Why not? I would market myself. First, I was hesitant, but later on, because I decided I wanted to join the, you know, the company, nonprofit company, I started strategizing it as a job seeker. And as an entrepreneur, when, it, when I decided I'm going to go full on with this and I had a strategy. And within nine months, um, I came from 500 to now almost uh, 43,000 follower. Um, and it was, I didn't see it coming, but I had a plan in place. I had an agenda. It's, it didn't happen. It did not happen accidentally. I strategized all of it. That is absolutely amazing. Um, and I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs who don't utilize social media at all, uh, unfortunately, or don't give it the importance that it should have. They're not engaging with their customers. They're not engaging with their clients. They're not being active. You know, uh, they may have a post that was posted nine months ago. But from what I've seen with you, uh, and this is good advice for any entrepreneur out, out there, is you're very engaged with your audience. Uh, so you're responsive. You're very approachable. Um, if, if, you know, if there's a comment or a question, you, you respond. And I think that's really what captivates your audience and uh, continues the, the growth of your followers uh, because nobody wants to follow somebody that doesn't post or doesn't engage. <laughs> 
And you know what? And I think it's not only about content. Like I write contents pretty much every day, um, every day. And there's a specific message in my content, right? I have a niche and it's targeted to the special like, you know, audience, right? Um, and I do target leadership team as well. I vent out sometimes and it's all about coming from the corporate world, right? And, um, and, and I engage and there's always about like, you know, I do a lot of free contents, which I usually would charge for. So I believe in gifts so much that people would come back to you thinking that, you know what, if she is giving this free stuff away, can you imagine when I pay her, like, what is she capable of? That's exactly what it is. I give, yes. I'm not going to be a LinkedIn to make money because of content writing, but I wanted to give back because I believe in karma. The more I give, the more I get it. I love it. Uh, I hear that from quite uh, quite often from a lot of entrepreneurs uh, is you give and you receive more. Um, because we're doing this interview at, at the times like this, which have been really tough for a lot of Canadians out there, um, how, what have you seen in, in terms of um, effect on your particular business as an entrepreneur? At first, honestly, I thought I was, I, I was thinking, um, you know, did I, did, am I doing the right thing by going online and asking people, do you need help? Like, I'm here for you. Um, you didn't want it to be looking like you're just here for money, which I'm not, right? And I, I wanted to impact to the people's life. And I think I'm totally blessed because um, it's just the message, how you put it through. So if you like, you know, I've, literally, I've started um, pretty much promoting teaching you quite recently only, you know, if you need something, contact me or DM me, whatever it is, right? Um, there's a strategy that I, I put it in place. And I think it's, it's, it's even better right now, to be honest. Um, I am super busy. People are contacting me from worlds. And I, as a matter of fact, I, I teach people like, you know, uh, who are going to be landing in Canada soon. They contact me. I'm booked from them. So it's all part of like, you know, uh, giving back again. And they see me, uh, what I'm doing. And I think I am okay right now. Luckily, I'm blessed um, with the industry I am in right now, coaching industry right now. But I do understand there are a lot of small businesses out there. Uh, they are kind of like um, having challenges. And, uh, and again, I'm pretty sure there's a strategy how you do it. And I think the point right now is just because it's slow, that doesn't mean that you have to slow down. You have to have a way to let people know you're there for them. And that's exactly what I do. I do free webinars. I do free sessions and my leads, um, you know, people who want to come to me, they, they see me and they come to me. I've never gone across and tell, like, you know, promote it in a cold manner. It's always about human touch with me um, and, you know, giving away the free stuff. And that's where I actually get the lead from. I don't use a sign up on the website as well. And I know a lot of people, what they do is um, sign up uh, for my checklist or do this, you know, to capture emails. And I have not done that until this day. And I still get the lead. And, you know, I have a strategy in place. It's very good. And you mentioned a, a really important point here that th there was a lot of uh, entrepreneurs that were wondering, should they stop selling at this point? Uh, does it seem insensitive if you're still trying to sell your services? And, you know, there's been sort of two schools of thought on this. Some people are saying, you know, well, it's insensitive to sell at the times like this when, you know, people are losing their jobs. But there's also a second school that's saying, 
you know, well, you still have to sell your services. You still have a business to run and it's how you approach it. So business as usual. Absolutely. Would you, would you say it's business as usual? Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's a, and again, it's going to the brand, personal brand and putting your, you know, if you're going out there in uh, marketing worlds and social media, wherever you are, whether you're on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter, whatever it is, Instagram, right? Um, you don't want to be sounding cold. You still have to, have, you know, who are you to judge people that they don't need you? Maybe there's someone who needs your service so badly that the people didn't know about you, right? It's just about, I think, a marketing plan and the strategy that, that you put it together. Um, I would never go out there and then tell people, hey, here I am, you need me, come to me, there's a price, this is this, you know what I mean? So like, you know, it's, if people need me, when they see me the content, who am I to judge that they don't have money, right? It's not of my business if people have money to pay me or not, right? My business is to let the people know I'm here for you to make an impact. I can get you from here to here and let the people decide if I'm right for them. I might not be right for everyone, but I might be right for someone out there. And why stop marketing yourself? That's great. Okay, so Sveta, where do you see yourself and your business in, let's say, five years? If we survive the COVID-19 and the effects, where, where do you see yourself in, in your business? I see multinational. I'm already launching like, you know, globally. I have global audience already through LinkedIn and people approach me from different part of the world, especially who are landing in Canada in advance, right? But I do see myself um, going out there and offering online courses to the colleges, university. That's my plan. Um, and believe it or not, right now, college and university, they do not have a career coaching plan, right? And that's the toughest part for student out there. I do work with a lot of student freshers and everything, but there's no plan in place and when the budget actually is cut um career coaching is impacted that's the first one to go in colleges from what i've seen it research proves it right because they see that as an extra cut and that's where people are um not getting a job because colleges they are teaching textbooks they're not teaching anything. What, what after that? How do you get the job? How do you build your personal brand? I remember myself going to the college and learning about personal brand and marketing, but did I know what the personal branding was? Absolutely not. I only knew it when I became a job seeker and I became a consultant. I know that that has a huge impact. No one tells, no one tells you in colleges. So I'd like to see myself in going there and offering webinar session, whatever it is, in colleges and university around the world. You're so right. And the whole purpose of education is to uh, educate people to find, uh, or to become employable, basically. That's the end and ultimate goal. But if, if you don't have the assistance uh, from that same uh, school, being college or university, to become employable, then it really defeats the purpose. And you know what, that, that's a great point. Like, you know, I've been, I, I went to college here and then I know a lot of people like, you know, within the family as well, my friends as well. I keep on asking them what hit me was, do you have career um, advisors in your college? They're like, yeah, and they're paying for it, right? Like, you know, it's mandatory requirement. They're paying for it, 20 bucks or something, whatever it is, right? But then when you literally go there, um, the people who are offering advices, no hard feelings, guys. You know, if someone's watching me right now, advisor, you, you guys do great, you know, motivating students and everything. But it's a college's responsibility to hire right people. Like you can't just expect someone who just recently graduated and now they're coaching a job seeker. How do you go out there and get a job? Like especially when you've never be never was hiring manager, you've never written the resume, you've never coached on interviews, you've never done anything related with the career, right? And those are the advisor in a lot of colleges right now. They are 
are coaching those recent grad. And I work with those people. And when they give me a resume, when I tell them, like, who made this? Like, you know, the colleges. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do something right. If you are charging those students, let's do something right. Hire the right people. Colleges are, you know, uh, marketing themselves out saying that, hey, we have a career advisor, career team. But like, you know, some colleges are very bad at it. And maybe some colleges are really good at it. But I've yet to see that. Okay, very good. Good, uh, good point there. Uh, so I'm going to get a little bit personal. I'm going to ask you what you do to unwind, to relax. You know, we've been all sort of un, uh, stressed out, uh, locked in our homes uh, for how many weeks now? So uh, what do you do to unwind and be stressed and relax? Oh my God, I have a hot tub. Lucky me. You have a hot tub. Oh, that's I have a hot tub. Yeah, lucky me. When we got out of the house, uh, it came with a hot tub and pool table, right? So we can do that. Um, I do that. I'm still learning. Um, I have no choice. It's just right there in my office. I work from, uh, I work from there. So um, you know, that's how I unwind uh, with kids. Do we find you working in a hot tub as well? Is that hot tub? Yeah, like, <laughs> I won't. Uh, but then again, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you're tired all of us as a family would enjoy that hot tub it's a beautiful view out here i live in remote and there's a cliff and you know it's it's a it's an amazing view and then uh, just by looking at it outside it just gets me going because a lot of people are not privileged like we are in canada right because i've seen the world outside uh, i've gone traveled you know, mountains and, you know, where there are no roads and anything. Uh, that's when the perspective, uh, perspective is, Hey, I have a roof. I have basic needs and, you know, I'm extremely lucky. And just thinking that gets me going every day, to be honest with you. And anything gets me going because we are super lucky in Canada right now. We are, we have, uh, I, I recently mentioned in one of my posts, we have electricity, we have water, uh, you know, we have food, um, there's people um, in less fortunate countries that don't have this on any ordinary day. Uh, so, you know, I, even though we are confined to our homes and sort of working from home and functioning from home, we're pretty lucky to have all those uh, available. Oh my God! Yes, and you hit it right there. I, I I saw that post as well. How you survived the last you know World War, whatever it is that you were in. Um, I saw that and it, it was a beautiful message. And um, exactly, people like you know, I want people to think that you know you're you were extremely lucky living here in Canada, even though it's in the house. Um, there are people in the world. There's no park. There, and he's, I, I've traveled like in a couple of years ago once I got laid off. There was no road. I traveled 10 hours, like uphill. I went in. There's a school, one school, government school. Uh, people live in hostel there. And I have sponsored a couple of kids in there. So I went to see them. And that's, that was a life-turning event for me. There's no gadget. There's no internet. There's no TV, nothing like that. Yet they seem to be so happy enjoying the natural beauty and that's when I changed my perspective on oh my god aren't we so lucky so when I show my kids my kids understand that too um, and honestly guys if you're living in your home right now but not outside and homeless you're so lucky right now I agree so some of the lessons from being an entrepreneur for other entrepreneurs what do you know now that you wish you knew when you were just starting your business you know, I like you. Know, that's a very good point. So, um, when I started my business, I did not think um, about certain things, which is uh, content, right? SEO, 
search engine optimization and websites, I thought that, okay, well, um, I'm going to hire some expert. They're going to deal with it. But, and once it's done, it's done. No, it's ongoing. It's evolving and contents. Um, you know, I write contents every day, but then um, I wake up in the morning and start thinking about it. I did not see it coming. Right. So I'm committed to it. I love doing it website I, I learned from scratch how to build a website I, I prepped I tested it out and I built my website on my own and later on I hired someone to do it as well but it's still evolving and it's funny you say that because I did the same thing actually right so yes it's, I was like it was just uh, testing it out and figuring it out because I just need my son who's 13 years old uh, he built the website the first website he ever built we were just practicing and then it was a project for him and then I asked him what I need and then we work it together and it was just launch just for a project whatever it is right then I was like people started reaching out to me with the feedback I was like I know I know I was not into this I didn't even think the website was a big deal right because I was just doing that as a side hustle I got a lot of leads from referral and the community I never thought about website but then apparently it's a huge deal right so it keeps on it never it's never ending when it comes to a website building and content building and digital like things in the world and I think I wish I had known that but hey we're all evolving anyway right yeah I think uh, one thing as an entrepreneur you're you're sort of learning each day something new uh, I, I built my own uh, website first uh, you know, and then it was, it was, I thought it was a good looking website at the time, but you know, I learned along the way that, Hey, there's actual people that do this professionally. And here's why, because as you mentioned, content and SEO optimization and all the things that I'm not a professional in, it, it, you learn, you learn and it's, it's constant learning, I think, uh, as an entrepreneur. Yeah, you're so right. And you know, um, I am not that kind of person who's going to be just hiring and going like, you know, I do this, do that. I have to involve myself. I've been always like that. I need to learn. And that was the hardest part because you have a dream and vision to deliver those kind of content and how you want it to look like. And it's good that if you learn it for those entrepreneurs who are thinking no matter how much you spend, right, go ahead and spend it. But I think have an idea, um, learn it. How do you go about like, you know, changing, modifying it if the person is not there? Because uh, in this market, you need to know everything, at least the basic of it. That's what I figured that. I never thought I would learn to build a website. Can you believe that? And I built one. I love it. So uh, do you do uh, a little bit of web development as well or no? <laughs> no, man. No, like WordPress is really easy. I just go put the plugins and put the contents. Like, you know, I keep on changing it. It's, it's there. The framework is there. But if I really have to go uh, coding, oh, my God, coding is the last one I want to touch it. No, coding is not me. Maybe that's the next thing uh, to learn. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell my son. Yeah, I'm going to tell my son. He was actually going to a coding class and it got shut down. I had a high hope, but it got shut down. So I can't wait for him to go back. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. So what's the best piece of advice that you received as, as an entrepreneur from somebody? Was there that one person that sort of said, hey, this is, you know, you should be doing this. It can be a good advice or bad advice for me. It was uh, a bad advice that I received. Yeah. That sort of uh, really helped me and made me more determined in, in terms of what I wanted to do. 
Oh my God. Yeah. So I think not like I, you know, my, my dad actually had a lot of business back home, but at the same time he used to work in bank as well, but he was not a kind of guy who would do it himself. He would hire someone to do it and there would be challenge. Like if someone leaves, right. So all his business failed <laughs> back home. So he's the last one I would take advice. Right. Um, but then, uh, but then uh, it's, I think I would have to say to my parents, they kept on telling me for like years ago saying that, you know what, why don't you start your own business? But I had no idea, right? Like, you know, and then I think everyone who, like, it is still sometimes I get uh, people who are like, okay, well, you're doing good. I could see that on social media and everything, but how much money are you bringing? I hate that question because I never was here to actually say, you know what, I'm going to be a millionaire or a billionaire one day, right? I just thought about this is my passion. I want to help people out. At the same time, I want to pay the bills as well. And then if I go um, away and asleep one day, then, you know, I'm sleeping, then I, I, I would think about, oh my God, I made a huge impact to people's life. Because of me, they were able to pay the bills. And that was my intention. It was never for money, right? But again, if money comes in, why not? But I hate the bad advice saying that, okay, you got to, you got to put the package high. Like, you know, you, you have like so much competitors, you know, I hate that because if people start focusing on price, you know, that's not me. I start focusing on content and quality, right? And the bad advice would be, why is your price a little bit like, you know, on a lower level or, you know, the stuff like that, you should charge more. And I hate that. I, I consider that as a bad advice because if people are here for money uh, solely and you're not passionate about making an impact and I, I don't think the business is going to last long that's truly I think I think people might disagree but I believe in making an impact like you know relationship first then money comes in eventually it, it's coming without me doing anything so I'm blessed and lucky and I, I think you're really onto something here because you see entrepreneurs who don't form relationships uh, and it's short-lived and I see entrepreneurs that form relationships with their clients, with their audience, with their network, and it's ongoing as there is a relationship. It's not just for money. So You're right. it depends on an entrepreneur, I think, which path they're going to choose. But there's two types of entrepreneurs from what I've seen. Oh, God. Yes. I, I know that in corporate world, I work with a lot of consultants. You know, there are some consultants, they were really, you you would know right away. And consultant had a bad name in the corporate world. And if you if you know, it's always like, you know, cut dry, this is it. And I'm going to charge you for one more minute, right? And I don't work like that, you know? So um, as long as I'm needed, I'm always there. I don't penny pinch. Like, you know, and people would, people would tell me like, no, Swara, you, you got to stop giving back now. You're not doing the nonprofit world. You know, I love it. I love it and sometimes I get like you know abused as well to be honest I'm working I'm working on it <laughs> so it's, it's an evolving process to um, go and give back yeah very good so I'm gonna ask you five questions and they're just rapid fire questions you don't have to think about them a lot whatever you know first first thing that comes to your mind so if you weren't doing what you do for work now what would you be doing if I had like billion dollars in my account, honestly, I'd be traveling and doing the charity work <laughs> and then going to Africa and living somewhere. Like that's, that's what I see myself doing. That's a great answer. Uh, I, I could join you. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. I did backpacking last couple of years back and I met someone, my soul, like, you know, lady, the charity lady and me, like she was 20 years old. 
Yeah, soul sister. And then we're like, every year, that's it. We're going to go and then do this. And it's amazing feeling. And we should all do it. Backpack and forget about all-inclusive five-star hotel. I've done that too. But then the basic like backpacking and going there and, you know, just sleeping in the sleeping bag without that. Oh my God, it's amazing feeling. You would never be the same person. I want everyone to do this. Wonderful. What uh, is there a book that you're currently reading um, or that you would recommend if if there's not a book, if you're more listening to podcasts uh, or, you know, doing other things? Is there something that you could recommend uh, to our audience? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, um, I used to read books uh, before, but now I honestly don't have the time to read the book at all. But I think I read one book, which is As Good As It Gets by Marshall Smith, I think. Um, and I, it just stands out to me. Every time someone talks about um, any book, it just stands out to me. It talks about a lot of leadership. And I, you know, as a matter of fact, last summer, I gave it to my son, read each chapter, and I gave him assignment. He loved it, too. Like 12 great. years old. Loved it. That's yeah. great. Okay. And are you uh, a morning or a night person? You know what? I'm not both. <laughs> so You're I don't both. Know. You're I, both? I'm not both. I'm like, I would probably say night person. I could probably watch movie until midnight, I think. Then I'm past, like, passed out. I pretty much wake up early in the morning. The reason being is I have a schedule. I have to put the content together and I have a schedule. I start waking up at five and start strategizing everything. And I, have so my I think client. you're more of a morning person. So the I don't majority... know. Uh, major, uh, do you do majority of your work in the morning? Morning, I think. Yeah, morning. Yeah. yeah, you're probably morning person, and at night you relax by watching Netflix or a show. Good to know that. Well, thanks, because I never okay, had an Ask me. Come on our <laughs> podcast, and I'll tell you. Good to know that. So, if you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be, and why? I just, I'm loyal, I think. When I go and help someone, you know, I am a loyal friend. Um, example would be, you know, if I'm loyal towards uh, our friendship or whatever it is, or whatever, clients or whatever it is, you know, I will do anything um, to make sure that they, they actually get what they want. And I think that, that's how I, I transfer my uh, the skills to the business world as well. Um, and once I get clients, they're in with me. Um, all the time. Like I'm kind of like their mentor. I'm on their face. <laughs> Sometimes I'm pushy. I would send them a message. Hey, what's the update? Even though I don't have to, I do it. Right. And I think it's out of, out of caring. Um, and I think, uh, sometimes I get, um, I get kind of like, um, the push about like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. They're your clients. You know, once they're done, they're done with you. But, um, that part, I think, um, I need to work on that or maybe like not, I don't know. I'll, I'll see. Well, that's probably what makes you successful. And, and it goes back to those long, building those long-term relationships we talked about earlier. Potentially. There is a pros and cons, trust me. When someone doesn't <laughs> reply to your text or something, say, hey, what happened to that interview we talked about? And when someone doesn't reply, it's like, okay, what's going on here, right? It's just, I take it to heart. But they do eventually, right? But then I'm like, okay, I need to know more than you kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not right. I need to be updated. Yeah. So what is keeping you up at night these days? I mean, with everything that's going on, what is it not keeping us up at night? But do you have a particular thing that's keeping you up at night these days? The only thing that keeps me up is um, layoffs are happening. And I feel like I, I feel like I can't do anything about it, right? Like, you know, the only thing I can do is offer my advice uh, based on my experience. But I, I have had a couple of clients reach out to me. 
who got hired, then they got laid off as well. And that hurts me. Um, it's You just put the strategies together and you do so much of hard work. And then I, I wake up and think, what about those clients I work through? We put a lot of work together. And now what if they don't have a job? They, do they believe in career coaching, right? Like they come back to me and at the same time, I feel really sad about it. It's, it's more towards those people I've worked together and I, I set them up for success. And when they come back to me thinking that sweater, like what happened? Why me? And then I can relate to be honest, uh, because I was laid off and I had to coach them. I am not a counselor, a career counselor, but sometimes it's so hard for me not to be one. And you got to be licensed for counseling services, which I don't have it. And sometimes I got to be putting thin line um, so I don't, you know, cross that line. Uh, if people will tell me I'm depressed, I'm like this and this, like I can't help it and I wish I could, then I have to refer them to someone else, right? So that's the challenges it's been that I can only do so much. My hands are tight. Especially at times like this. I mean, I'll, I think a lot of people are feeling hopeless. Uh, and especially if, you know, as you said, they worked so hard to get the job. And then because of everything that's had happened, they lost the job. So it definitely mental health uh, is is something of an issue for everyone, um, regardless if you have if you have a job or not. But even harder for those people who might have lost their jobs. Absolutely, it's it's and that's where you know career coaching has to be stopped, and they need help more than you know more than career coaching, right? And that's 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 what keeps me all like I can't help, <laughs> I can't help. What's your favorite place in the world? I know you mentioned you backpack, you, you traveled a lot. Was there one place that sort of touched you and stayed with you as, as your favorite place? Absolutely. So when I was laid off, as I said, I went back uh, back home. That's where I'm from, Nepal. Um, so we, we used to sponsor kids uh, every year. And I had like, you know, more than five or six, whatever it is every year. So I, I built that up. And then I wanted to go there. And I, we did a lot of fundraising and everything, send them money, like, you know, within the community and stuff like that. And I got really passionate about that place. I'd never seen it. So I wanted to go and see. It was kind of like soul searching. I don't know what was I thinking. The person who never stepped out into the gym actually went there uphill battle for like you know, eight to 10 hours. I was completely sore when I went up in a mountain, at amazing place, amazing place, amazing people, super happy people. And I've committed myself. I said, I'm going to bring my kids when the roads are going to be there and they're going to see this place. And I am looking forward to go back there again once the roads are built. And I've told my kids I'm going to take them. They need to see that place. And I think before I die, I, I need to go back. I get emotional about this place. So Beautiful, beautiful. And last question is, there's a small tropical island in the middle of the ocean with only one phone booth and no internet. We drop you off there with no technology at all. At any time, you can use a phone booth on the island to call the boat to come pick you up. How long do you think you would last before making the phone call? And what would you do in the meantime? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a tough one. Oh, God. Um, you know, I'm not an explorer at all. I hate hiking. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't see myself doing it. Oh, my God. It would be probably, um, 
I would probably enjoy for a bit, like, you know, probably for an hour just to look at, like, you know, stuff around <laughs> and then phone call is going to happen, man. That's not long at all, Sveta. <laughs> no, I am, like, literally, I'm a chicken when it comes to being alone. I Let's put it that way. I cannot be even be alone at home by myself. I freak out whenever my kids are going away and swimming and I'm like, what are you coming home? Why are you late? And I'm really like that. So I can't see myself even lasting for an hour, to be honest. <laughs> so fair enough. So what would you do for an hour? Just explain around yeah just to like get by like you know just to explore and see okay i've done this uh, you know okay i don't need to come back here just to see what's out there that's it and plan the escape possibly oh hell yes <laughs> <laughs> and there's someone though i need someone like some partner my friend actually like you know, i would probably need one of the girlfriend because i feel like you know traveling with the girlfriends are amazing i've done that it's like you know when you have that soul sister um you, can, you don't need to be bored like you know you can do whatever you want to so where can our listeners find you they can find me at LinkedIn um, and uh, they can um, just send me a DM. I'm heavily engaged in LinkedIn. And if they need to know more about me, about me sections on teachindu.com page. That's wonderful. Thank you so much again for your time, Sweta. It's, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me, Andrea.